you know you know the artist disrespecting you like oh this nigga here yeah but he got beats though and then you gonna go sit in the corner and look like a and give him free beats that's not how producing was back in the day niggas had to beg for rail to lock in why is it now producers is so you don't like beats i seen you nah, tweeted about i don't that. like beats what's wrong with him? i don't, i stopped liking him because it, it makes your beats dated Right, as y'all watch this video, I want you to comment one thing you agree on and one thing you disagree. Now, as you comment, please explain your why. And what we're going to do is I'm going to be screenshotting some of these and putting them on the Instagram story. Let's go. All right, man. Welcome to another episode of the podcast, man. We got Digital Nas. We did an interview with you, what, two years ago? Bro, two years ago, man. That's why I was just, I was so excited that uh, I was, I, that y'all even took my text, took my car. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, we got to do a part two because it's been like, a lot of growth. You've been in the cave too, bro. Cave, working. Bro, I've been stuck like long, long. It's been like four month journey since I got brought into the to the album and stuff like that. So for y'all, I don't know who this is, man. He produced for NBA Youngboy, ASAP Fur, uh, Sheck West, Playboy Cardi, Lil Yachty, Trippy Red, BK the Ruler. But right now, I see that you, man. You've been uh, working with Kanye, bro. So yeah, I don't know, bro. Let's start from the top of that. Like, start from the top. Like, how you even? Got noticed by Kanye. Um, so basically, uh, it's this girl named Moa Loa, and she's Kanye's creative director. And then um, he he was she was just playing my music around. Uh, she was playing her music around him, and then he was just like, "Who who made this beat?" Blah blah blah. And she told him, and then I got an emergency call from my manager. I thought it was a joke. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like Kanye won't be. That's I'm like. All right. And then like I, I the day go on, I'm in Vegas. The day go on, I get a DM from John Monopoly, DM from his other manager, like, yo, Kanye needs beats. I'm like, okay, this is serious. So I sent him 150 beats, like in a weed transfer. And then um, and then the next day, it was turned into like, come to LA, boom, boom, boom. I came to LA, but I'm still not thinking nothing of it. You know what I'm saying? And then I was out there thinking I was gonna be out there for like a couple of days. And then it turned into what four months now. Just been on this journey. We we don't. It's just been a long journey. We don't went to different countries, different states. Just locked in, working on it. And uh, I don't know if you guys missed the stadium party, but he played a lot of demos from the album on there. And uh, the whole thing going around right now is like nobody knows when the album is dropping. So, how many songs you did on there? So I produced Junior Watanabe with uh, Kanye and Cardi, uh, Remote with uh, Cuddy, Young Thug, and Kanye on it. And then I touched every other song on the album. 808's drums. Just went through every song and just touched it. So it's like the first conversation you had with Ye when you seen him? I mean, like, it was just, it was just like, yo, I'm, I'm really, Grateful, bro. I wished upon this my whole life. Like, that was like the first, first thing I said to him. But, uh, I mean, I mean, I didn't know what to say. You know what I'm saying? I was, st I was still, I'm not starstruck now, but at first I was obviously starstruck. It was like, it was four months working on the project? So far, it's not even done yet. So, what's that? Explain like the process of making the songs with you. Uh, the song, the process is more so like demos, uh, a bunch of demos, and I would say like revising demos and more demos and demos and demos and demos and, demos and 
more demos and demos and demos and demos. Like the stuff you guys heard at the stadium was demos. <laughs> so it's just like, that's the process. So for producers who are out there who don't really know what a demo is, how can you explain that? A demo is like uh, a freestyle, then putting words to the freestyle, then adding more words and more words, and getting like that final painting of the song, you know, like the final product. Just like this unreleased Yeezy Gap jacket that's not out. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's like went through a lot of... Uh, and went through a lot of uh, processes to get to the final product. You know what I'm saying? Just throw that out there. I did model Yeezy Gap too. So let's talk about that, like the marketing of Kanye. Bro. I seen you retweeted someone saying he made like seven million in the night off the jacket, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, what is this like? Like, what does life mean around his team? Like, you say you're going around the world with him and stuff. Like, just explain like day to day with it's Kanye. It's just a blessing, man. Like, it's just a super blessing. And like, I kind of felt like. I had to come here, producer grind, because I want, it's not about me or Kanye. This interview is not about me, Kanye, or Donda. It's about really inspiring these young producers. Like, you remember that same kid, Digital Nas? Like, bro really just stuck to what he was doing. And I wanted to talk to the youth at producer grind and be like, yo, I never clout chased. I never dick rolled. I just made beats. And the right person heard my beats. And then I got the opportunity to be, even be a part of this project and learn a lot. You know what I mean? That's what it's all about. It's not about, oh, I produced for this person or I produced for that person. It's about like, it's about doing what you love and sticking to it. It's not about the names you worked for because in all honesty, the names I worked for, I built with. You know, I worked with them when y'all didn't know who they was. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's not about just going to the top artists and getting a placement because they ain't going to respect you, for one. And it's like, really, it's about gaining respect before you work with an artist mm. rather than just working with an artist and saying, oh, my God, I produced for blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And that's just kind of like why I'm here, bro. So let's backtrack. During your last interview, you was talking about just signing. Was it two deals? Yeah. So in, in Producer Ground Part 1, uh, I talked about, like, I signed a publishing deal and a label deal with Warner Records. I'm still in my publishing deal, no longer in my label deal with Warner Records. Uh, I feel like, as far as deals, I feel like all you need to do is sign a publishing deal. Mm. So explain, so that's what I was gonna ask you, like, mm -hmm. fast forward, it's been a couple years now. Was it, is it, is it like a beneficial thing? Do you advise producers to do that? Or? Yeah, I would advise every producer to sign a good publishing deal. So what does it, what's like, what is a publishing deal? Like, what does it do? Publishing deal is like when your song gets played on Apple Music or iTunes or radio, they collect your money for you, like your percentage of whatever record you did, mm -hmm. stuff like, stuff like that. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to think. What else do they do? Basic performance royalties, performance royalties. Uh. They basically collect for you. That's kind of why I feel like every producer should sign a publishing deal because it's just like, imagine like you having all this bread out in the world and you're not getting any of it. You might as well just take that advance from the publisher, let them collect all your bread and be like, yo, bro, you don't know, you just made, I'm just putting out a number like 100,000 in a year, but you would have never knew that 
you know what I'm saying? Unless you mess with a publisher or 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 you was on some nerd shit and really knew how to go get your money. But I'm too lazy for that. And I'm pretty sure every other producer is too lazy for that because they in the studio making beats. What's the difference between that and the label deal you had? Label deal is just like finding, like I've always been doing my whole career, like finding artists before the blow up, yeah. signing them and producing their whole albums. So that was like kind of what the label deal situation was like. Just yeah. like on some like super A&R shit. Like, yeah. yeah, like bringing them to the label, getting them on. Uh, getting in with Warner and Warner funding the project. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. I mean, let's talk about that. Like, a lot of, t like, producers now, they think that they got to hit up, like, Kanye. They got to aim for Migos. But really, like, building the artist or coming up with an artist is really, like, the top secret for real. Like, that's how you really that's get, how be you respectful. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The best way to do it as a producer is just to build. Build with artists. Don't dig right. They won't respect you. Um... Don't sing your beats out to niggas that have no respect for you. Uh, and stick to what you believe in. Like, a lot of producers be working with an artist and they don't even believe in the artist. They just know he got a million followers. It's like, you can't, how you, how you even, how are y'all even creating? That shit gotta be genuine for real. <laughs> it's, it's not genuine. And, I, and that's like, another reason why I have to come here is like to kind of let these young producers know, like, yo, bro, like, think about what you're doing. Like, you know, you know the artist disrespecting you like, oh, this nigga here. Yeah. But he got beats though. And then you're gonna go sit in the corner and look like a bitch and give him free beats. <laughs> so that's not how producing was back in the day. Niggas had to beg for Rail to lock in. Yeah. Niggas had to beg so-and-so to lock in or whoever, big producers, just blaze. Why is it now producers is bitches? So, all right, so let me ask you this, dude. Like, name three things you see right now that wasn't happening a couple years ago, producers doing that's like, Barry, what the what is you doing, bro? Just dick riding. <laughs> uh, claiming they work with an artist, then you ask the artist, and they don't know who the nigga is. Damn. Shit like that. And then... Uh, that should be happening? Yeah. Be like, I made this beat. And I know these, I know all these artists. Like, yo, you know this nigga? <laughs> but oh. I, feel like, I feel like most of the time, most of these placements be from like, It'll be like somebody like you, right? Mm -hmm. And it's coming from like loop makers. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, the yeah, artist's yeah. not gonna know the loop. Shout out to Q Beats too. For sure. Q Beats uh, got a placement on that um, album too. So what's the third thing? Um, third thing, uh, I notice like, I, I notice producers like nowadays they're trying to build a name off a whole career that's supposed to like be in the background. That's kind of why I had a little tag that was like three. I stopped using the tag, like, the whole point of the producer is to lay the, lay the sound out. Like, if you want to be famous, you might as well rap. Mm. And I ain't going to lie, like, nigga, like, bro, it's just like, a lot of producers really want to be rappers. And it's just like, then why don't you just rap too? Yeah. yeah. Why you want to put a disgusting-ass tag on a beat? So you don't like beat tag? I seen you nah, tweeted about that. I don't that. like beat tag. What's wrong with it? I, don't, I stopped liking it because it, it makes your beats dated. Some producers' tag was so hot at one point in time. But if they got that on that same beat in 2021, like, why is this nigga still hopping on this nigga beats? He was hot in 2011. When you don't use no tag, it's timeless. Well, no tags on Kanye album? Nah, I mean, I'm going to be real. I try to put my tag away. <laughs> it ain't for me. I, I, I slipped it in there and then, uh, 
Mike Dean was like, nah, take the tag off. So I was like, you know what? I hate beat tags. You're right. We don't need it. Because I was on some shit like, damn, I want people to know. But at the same time, it's like, you could look up the credits. Like, you could Google it. Like, you feel me? Like, so is that release date accurate, bro? It's no release date. Nobody knows. You feel me? So let's talk about this relationship with you and Q Beats, because you shouted him out in the last interview. Yeah, I love Q Beats. Uh, he produced on Remote With Me. Uh, so um, Q Beats has been there from the start. You know what I'm saying? Like, I seen him have Migos with big platinum plaques, all that. I'm talking about this man sent me hundreds of loops a week, never gave up on me, believed in me. And he just, he thorough. He wasn't clout chasing. I, I was working with underground artists when he was sending me 100 loops while he got plaques with the Migos. Mm -hmm. And that's what this all about, bro. It's just all about sticking to what you believe in. That's why I love QBeat so much. Because he the only loop maker that like really be sending me heat and like never gave up on me, bro. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? He could have been like, nah, I ain't fucking with Nas. He only, you know what I'm saying? But he still like, he treated me as if I was wheezy or a big producer, you know what I mean? And that's why I respect, that's why I'm always shouting him out. So how you feel about producers? Like, oh, you use Lucy Wack, you're not a real producer, you're not a real this, this, and that. Like, Man, I feel like everybody uses loops. It's different when you only use the loop, or it's different when it's like you have no part in the structure of the song, or it's different when it's like you have nothing to do with it, and you only use the loop. Now, that's different. When you just only use the loop, it's like, come on, bro. But you're supposed to take that loop and create from it, not like just, I got the loop, and this is the beat. You get what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's just like, it's just too easy to do that. So what would you say, like, so this is post, I forget who made the post, but they made it like last week or two weeks. Mm -hmm. We had posted it, it was like a whole bunch of people arguing about it, but like, do you think there's a difference between a beat maker and a producer? I feel like before I was a beat maker, I feel like just learning how to create music throughout uh, this journey that's still going on is like, you really become a producer. Like, a producer is actually the person that doesn't make the beat. A producer is the person that is telling the beat maker how to make the beat. It's saying, I want this, I want that in it, I want beer, I want toms here, I want hi-hats here, I want drums here. But he didn't make the beat, he produced it. Yeah. I feel like producers, when they hear beat maker, they think that's a bad thing, but I don't nah, think beat maker is necessarily a bad thing. Every producer needs a beat maker. So when you was working with like Yachty mm -hmm. and like uh, Trippy and Cardi, would you consider yourself a beat maker? For sure. Yeah, or, I was just, yeah. just making a beat, like had no say in how the records came out, had no say in like, yo, you should say this, say that. Like, had no say in it, you know what I'm saying? So for sure, I was just a beat maker. It's a lot of people that are beat makers and they're mad about it, but I'm like, bro, that's the funnest job. But yeah, like I, I would definitely say I was a beat maker. Do you think you peak at a certain respect level as a beat maker rather than a producer? It's a, it's a, it's a beat maker and it's a producer. You shouldn't feel lower because someone else is calling themselves a producer yeah. because he can't create without you. So it's just playing positions. Playing positions. And I yeah. feel like that's one thing I've learned it's just play your position, bro. Like everybody got a position, and if and if if one person is feeling like they not shit because they playing a position, best believe somebody else gonna come take your spot and play it happily. And it's like it's like a janitor that's mad he got the janitor job. It's a nigga in Mexico that can't wait to get that janitor job, and he gonna play <laughs> his role. And that shit might lead him to becoming a multi-millionaire because he gonna learn how to be a janitor the right way. And now he own a business that's multi worth multi-million dollars just because he played his position right. Mm. 
Can you tell us some situations where you had to sit back and be like, damn, bro, like, I really want to be the person that's running everything, but I got to play my position? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what I'm doing right now. It's like, um, I'm just playing my position. Like, I got to learn. I'm not ready to fully lead yet. I can lead a little bit, but it's just like, hell no. I'm not there yet. I still got to learn. I yeah. still got a lot to learn, but I feel like I'm learning from the right people. So it's like, when I am there, I could fully say like, yo, just listen to me. Mm. Like, I had to play the follower for a long time. I had to be led for a long time to even get to this point to be able to be like, yo, bro, let's do this. If you don't want to do it, another nigga will. Because they respect me. If you don't got no respect for me, that means you just don't want to be led by a nigga who learned how to lead. I feel like that's what mm. it's all about. It'd be niggas wanting to lead, but they don't even know how to lead. That's big facts. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm not finna sit here and say, like, I'm running shit. Like, I'm not nowhere near running shit. But I'm definitely on my way. So what did you do different this time? Because I know in the last interview, you was talking about how, like, basically you got this big chunk of money and you just stopped working. Yeah, bro. This time, it's just like, like, even, like, I, like I've been locked in at the stadium working on the album for weeks. You know what I'm saying? And as soon as I got out of the stadium, I went straight to the crib and got right back to work at my studio. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, it's just about staying grounded in my studio at my mama's career. And I still live with my mom. So it's just like, it's just like staying grounded. You know what I'm saying? I, I've, I've lived in big cribs. I've lived in big condos, $4,500 month, dollar a month of rent. Why am I doing it? <laughs> to impress some hoes that don't care about me? I'm going to go back to my mama's crib and grind. <laughs> I seen you yeah. talking about that on your story too. Yeah. You was like, so what, nigga? I'm at my mama's crib, nigga. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm just like, yeah. I'm, I, I did all that shit. I posted the whole journey. Like, if you look at my Instagram, I'm in posting where I'm at, posting the journey. I can't physically post who I'm working with and shit, but it's out now. So I could be like, yeah. yo, yeah, boom, boom, boom. But it's just like before, I couldn't even post. Like, so imagine just working on this shit, knowing you can't even like post what's really going on. So you got to give hints. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, I'm in a bullet, yo, I'm in Mexico in a bulletproof car again. Let me just give y'all a hint. Like, you can't even get those in Mexico. So it's just like, they'll get it eventually. And then when, when everything starts coming out, it's like, yeah, this is what I've been doing this whole time I've been. I want to go back to talking about the stadium. Yeah. They say Kanye living in the stadium and shit. Like, what's the vibe like living at an actual stadium? I never lived at the stadium. Uh, I, I think only he would know that. Because, mm -hmm. like, I did definitely didn't live at a stadium. I was... Definitely staying at a super nice hotel. So, so enlighten us on how close you are to Kanye as far as you not staying with him, but you going across the country, going to different countries with him. Like, mm -hmm. what's your relationship like? He's just like, uh, it's just, that's Unk. Shout out to Unk. That's Unk, <laughs> bro. He had me, he just showed me love as soon as he met me. That's Unk. That's fam. I so love who are the people you was working with out there? Bro, I've worked with pretty much every artist. Like, let me be real with you. Like, after meeting him, like, seeing everybody that came through. Because I don't want to put names out there. I'm just yeah, not that type of person. But, like, I'm going to just be real with y'all. I've, I've met pretty much every artist ever. Built relationships with them. During the album? During the creation of the album. As a producer, like, what do I got to do with my brand to be recognized by big people like Ye? Or just any artist? Don't worry about Ye. It's going to come to you if it comes to you. Yeah. Don't mm. worry about nobody else. Mm. Do what you do. Find, find your friends who you believe in. Work with them. That's how you do it. That's how I did it. And that's like 
why I wanted to come out here and talk. Because I want to tell niggas, like, yo, I'm the nigga who did it, bro. Like, I'm the nigga who really never did none of that weird shit. Like, and still am going where I want to go. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I was the nigga who never did that. I was the nigga who never sent beats to niggas. I was the nigga who only fucked with niggas who had a, a little bit of respect for me. And I built relationships with them and I became friends with them. And then it was nothing to be like, Nas, I need you on my album. Nas, I want you. Nas, come here. And I feel like that's how you re get respect as a producer. It's just building with human beings as friends instead of like looking at them like a meal ticket. I feel like producers miss that now. Producers look at like artists that like stocks now. You know what stocks. I'm saying? Stocks. They like. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, nigga, all I ever did was say, damn, we got a thousand plays on SoundCloud. This shit hard. Yo, where you at, gang? Pull up on me. Mm. And then that turned into gold. But mm. it was just because like energy is priceless. So it's just like, it's just like energy is priceless, bro. If you believe in it, you'll be, you'll be surprised how far it'll go. So let's talk about SoundCloud. I know you was big on SoundCloud mm -hmm. on your last interview. In 2021, going into 22, it's like SoundCloud dead, underrated, overrated. SoundCloud is the best thing ever. That's all I use mm -hmm. is SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I get annoyed at the ads. My cheap ass, I ain't buying. <laughs> I'm not buying the, the not ad-free SoundCloud. But I do get annoyed at the ads. But like, SoundCloud, y'all got to fix that. But um, it's just like, it's just like, I love SoundCloud, bro. I think SoundCloud is gonna last forever. Ain't some underrated artists on SoundCloud. Zan Man, Shoddy, um, Young Phil, um, Crash Jordy, Scoop, uh, Lil Skirt, um, Surf Gang coming up now, but I guess you could consider them. Uh, I'm trying to think of niggas who really like who really, really underground, like a thousand plays type shit. Um, fucking Tay Supreme. Uh, uh, mm, who else? Bro, all I do is listen to SoundCloud. If I didn't mention any names and y'all know I be liking your stuff on SoundCloud, you already know. <laughs> like, all I do is listen to SoundCloud. That's, I don't really listen to mainstream music at all. When a producer is building with an artist, I feel like both of their problems is, okay, how do we push the music? So like, what are ways producers can help the artists they building with, like push their music? Buy marketing. I got bread. <laughs> Put money into marketing. <laughs> Get it off the muscle. Invest in yourself. What are like some marketing plays you could do? Buy SoundCloud reposts. Mm -hmm. um, but they got the YouTube shit now. They got the, uh, the ads. YouTube ads. Uh, it's a lot of stuff. Like it's, a, it's, e it's very easy to get your music heard. To be honest, it's just like, you got to do what you got to do. If you believe in yourself, you feel like you got to go. Do what you got to do to get your chicken. And you want to invest it right back into your career. That's what you got to do. What are some things brand-wise to invest into? Brand-wise, yourself. I feel like yourself is the biggest brand. But like working on your image, being marketable, like really self-reflecting on yourself, um, self-reflecting, looking at yourself in the mirror and being like, yo, what can I work on? I understand that, but I mean like, how could you invest into your brand with that money you was talking about? Yeah, because I know, like, of course you can invest into, like, reposts and stuff like that yeah. and playlists and ads, but, like, mm -hmm. before that, you got to have some type of value. You know what I'm saying? The way you look, the way you sound. Like, how would you invest oh, into your network. brand? Network. Like, literally go to events and meet people. 
Like, if they fuck with you, they fuck with you. If they don't, fuck them. That's how I would do. That's what I did. Just was being, just being me. I didn't know what would happen. Like, I didn't know anybody I worked with would be big. I just liked their music, bro. And that's what it's about. It's just find who you like, attract to them, build with them, and you'll be surprised what will happen. Well, let's talk about the artist you're building right now, DK The Ruler. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say building, but uh, helping a little bit with. So, like, explain, how did y'all first meet? It was a person that introduced me to her, and then um, it's just like, I didn't know who she was, but her music was the most fire music I ever heard. And then, like, it just kind of went from there. And then it just turned into Lincoln. She she had signed. And then her label tried to put us together. And then um, it just kind of worked out, like, damn near, like, Godspeed. It was just kind of meant. And we just linked up. We just hung, we just started hanging out every day and making music. Genuine shit. Genuine shit, bro. Genuine, bro. I'm telling y'all, that's the key to this whole shit. Why I'm here is to tell y'all that, like, genuine energy will take you very far because a person could tell when you're just trying to get a placement. So how do y'all come up with this, like, you have a very, like, unique sound, you know what I'm saying? Now labels trying to make the next, you know what I'm saying? The last record, they trying to make the same hits over and over, Mm -hmm. but, like, like, what's your thought process when you're making a beat, like, the sound that you come up with? Going to it out of the matrix. Like, what, what if you hear a certain bop, go against it. If you hear a certain sounds that everyone using, use a different one. If you if you you see a certain hi-hat pattern, make a completely different hi-hat pattern. So that way your shit stand out. But it's also like you don't want to try to make it stand out. I feel like you just kind of got to go with, with what you believe in. Just rock out. Like, don't try to make something that's already made. Because then it'll just be like, whoa, this is great, but it's a carbon copy. What should producers do in a situation when it's like, hey, I got this beat, bro, and they're like, damn, this shit is fire, but I need that little baby type shit. I'll be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you not work, I'm, you, If you want the little baby shit, go go work with a little baby producer because that's not me. So you ever rejected work before? Hell, I reject work every day. Yeah. Big names, too? Big names. I don't care about that. Like, I don't care. I wanted to work with Kanye my whole entire life. Like, yes. I couldn't wait for this day to even be able to experience being in this man's like world, yes, but it's been big artists that I've not wanted to work with that have wanted to work. Mm. I'm not, I'm not gonna mention names, but only name I mention is I, because obviously that's like currently what I'm working on. But it's just like, yeah, bro, I've turned down artists a lot. Like I, I don't care about. It's weird, bro. It's gonna be weird when I say this. I don't care about money. There's not a, a, a amount of money you could give me to make me work with someone. I respect that. Yeah, like, I don't care about that. So what else you been doing besides like production these past two years? Um, modeling, uh, making my own music. I'm working on my own album, DN3. Um, engineered, I've been mastering engineering. I met to all my stuff. I met to all BK stuff. I'm about to start taking in a lot of artists, actually, and just working with them. So that's like kind of what I'm focused on, like building with, with artists and I feel like just getting back to my roots, like how I started is how I want to get back to. So in the last interview, you was talking about like you was just getting into engineering. Mm-hmm. Like you was watching tutorials and all that type of yeah. stuff. So on a scale of one to 10, how far you at right now? The best. <laughs> you be engineering Kanye shit too? Nah. Mm-hmm. nah. Being a producer is like engineering something I need to know. If there's no engineer in the room, man, you know how to engineer nine yeah. times out of 10, you're going to be getting mad placements. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. For sure, bro. So it's just like, yeah, I think every producer should learn how to engineer. Actually, yes. The answer is yes. Pierre was like that. He was engineering and producing, and that's why where that's why he's where he's at today. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like, yeah, I kind of felt like I kind of said everything I had to say, bro. Like I came here with one mission, and that was just to inspire these producers. I don't give a fuck what y'all see, <laughs> other niggas doing. I'm telling y'all right now, trust what I say, and it will work. This is basically BG. BG. Stop letting niggas bitch you out when you working your ass off to give them beats. And just for them to pass on the beat, stop doing that. They not going to respect you. Work with niggas who respect you and build from there. That's the main reason why I wanted to come here. I said I got to go to producer grind. So, I mean, that's pretty much it, bro. That's the end of this podcast. Viral. Movie. Yeah, gang. I, bro, I appreciate y'all. No problem, bro. So, like, that's really what I wanted to come do, bro.